Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, this is Aaron Branch, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. I want to I want to ask you to really start off is uh you're out west, correct? Yeah, yeah, I live in LA. Okay. I'm still getting used to that though. I'm yeah, used yeah. to saying Midwest, but no, yeah. I am out west. I am. Yeah. I so I'm in Canada all the way far east. And oh, I don't know if, I don't know if you've ever been to Canada, but look at this. This is this is a loony. See, this is my Canadian reference. This oh, is like wow. Like you know you have a dollar bill. This is what we use in Canada. It's a loony. And then that's crazy. And then we have a quarter, which is 25 cents and it has a moose on it. So, I mean, if you've ever watched how I met your mother, there's enough Canadian jokes in there that they make fun of Robin for where I'm like, Hey, all right. But then they, they did in one episode out of all episodes they had to choose, they were going through like the, the Canadian sex acts. Yeah. And then like, he was like, what is it's like, I think it was like the Newfoundland lobster trap or something of that nature. And I'm from Newfoundland. So I was like, yeah. yes, Number one, they pronounced it correctly. And then Robin was like, I don't know what that is. Those newfies are crazy. I'm like, I'm like, come on. <laughs> the one time, the one the time we get mentioned time. in the show and they you're like, we're up. crazy. <laughs> they messed it up. <laughs> I thought, messed it up. I thought it was funny. Me. I was just like, you got the name right. Great. And yeah, sometimes we can be a little bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now you say waves. That's that. That's cool. I've never been to Canada. I've always wanted to, I've, I've, I've had some Canadian money in my life. I don't know why I've had Canadian money in my life, but I have. And, um, it's just different. I feel like every other, every other like piece of currency that's not the U S is, is just cooler. It's more colors. There's animals. That's just awesome. You have a moose on a coin. I feel like you give that to someone. You're like, Hey bro, this is a new NFT. And they're like, yeah, oh, that's, that's so sick. That's so sick. And then they go back to the states. So like, some Canadian gave me this NFT. I'm like, were they friendly? Yeah. Okay. Well, they dripped you off because that's, that's just a quarter. They're just a fungible token. Yeah, that's yeah, all that. Is, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that gets that you nothing. Uh, Aaron, I I was listening to some other podcast interviews that you've done, so I kind of want to make it sound like we won't do entirely the same thing. Or that's my point is like to try it a little bit, a little bit different. Okay, but cool. I know there's some topics that are going to overlap and I know you're going to be like, Oh my God, bro. Like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, but Dude, it's, totally it's, so, going, yeah. it's totally, uh, the, the one thing. So I will give a shout out. I think it was like the man cave. Uh, yeah. Was, uh, Elias. And, yeah. And I was like, as soon as he started, I'm like, it's very rare for me to go listen to other people's podcasts. I'm like, man, just do your own thing. Cause yeah. if you start look, looking at other people's stuff, you're like, he's going to come across. Like- yeah. But I did think that one thing I really want to start off with is you were originally saying that it was acting was like your first passion. Yeah. Acting was my first passion. Yeah. Cause I, I'm in a, yeah. I'm in a similar boat. Cause when he, when oh, Elias, Elias went through the story of like how you listen to Bob Hope CDs at first, I was like, all right, this guy's not yeah. coming on the show, Bob Hope. No, no, <laughs> I know. Well, it's, well, it was, it was Bob Hope and it was Don Rickle. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I forgot to mention that. And, um, 
Who's the guy? I get no respect. I get no respect. Uh, I, I know who you're talking about, but it's the name never, it just never rings to me. But I, I listen to a comedy app and like, I know it and I'll know him for movies. And it's just like, it's like what Kevin Hart says. It's like, I know he's not snap finger famous, but you're like, who's yeah. the guy on the thing? It's like, ah, uh, yeah. It's like, ah, no, but it, that's going to bother me. But what I didn't say on there, I messed up. It was a compilation CD of all of them. And yeah. I would just listen to it and like, on repeat, which is crazy. But it's funny you thought with Bob Hope, yeah. this guy's never coming yeah, 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 come on. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when you were going into that story and I was just like, man, I remember being like 15, 16 and my brother got me into like uh, SNL. And I yeah. was I was kind of big on Mad TV first. But mm. then it was like SNL kind of, I was like, okay, there's not much Mad TV. I'll watch SNL. And yeah. I, uh, I think this was around the time that Conan went from the late night show to mm. Tonight Show. Yep. And my brother, I was like, I love Conan on Tonight Show. And he's like, no, man, like you got to go watch the late night stuff. That's where it's yeah. really at. So then, I mean, That's how he got famous. Yeah. So then I watched Conan stuff and there was Ferguson. So like on weekends, yeah, dude, I would like, I would watch those two combined. Like I'd go from the Tonight Show and then wasn't much of a Fallon guy. I, yeah. I, like, you know, I respect his hustle, respect that he is the guy. But yeah. Ferguson to me just came across as like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to say what yeah. I'm going to say. You that was like the one that like the kids are officially definitely in bed. Yeah. yeah. And now we just have Ferguson here and he's just going to like, just keep it real. That was, you're so right about that. I don't think I've ever yeah. talked about that with any comics, which is like surprising, but like, that was definitely the one where it was like, I think his tie was kind of down also. Yeah. Like it was he kind was, of just like, we're here. It was just so like, it's almost like that thing where you're in high school where someone, when you try to be the cool kid, it yeah. never works for you, but the cool exactly. kid is just naturally the cool kid. Yeah. So, dude. and that's what Ferguson was. It was like every other show would come out and be like, "Okay, I got to do a monologue. I got to interview people. This is how the show goes." And it's like, yes, Conan is different from Kimmel. Kimmel's different yep. from Fallon, but like Ferguson was just like, "Dude, I have like this is my show. I have I have the gig already, exactly. and people people are gonna watch me. So what are you gonna do? Like, if you exactly. like me, you like me. Like, he literally would rip up the his material. <laughs> and I, just, and I, just, and I know it's, I know it's a bit, I'm sure he had it all like planned out in his head. Yeah, I just sure. love where I love where he just kind of put him at ease where it's like, this is what they want me to ask, but Hey, uh, no, how's your kids? Vibe. How's your family? And the I got general this, vibe. Got this gay robot over here as well. I'm just still like, <laughs> I'm like progressive. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, my grandmother was the one that got me into late night shows. Cause she like, even to this day, I think my grandmother's like 80, 485 and she okay. still watches all the late night shows but whenever i would stay with her which was pretty often i would just sit there and just watch all of them back to back to back kimmel is her favorite but yeah. we used to watch ferguson we used to watch conan we used to watch jay leno and that was a thing in like yeah that was like my childhood man conan was my guy like it was like i don't care like so I, I know you have like say legit fan base like if you go to see yeah. an artist and you're like song might not be that great but like i grew up listening to enough of these songs that i'm okay with it and mm -hmm. it's tough when you're first starting out to kind of build an audience because they're going on your reputation exactly. so like with conan he could have like when he went to tbs he could have like a, a not so great guest on but i'm just like conan's gonna make that look great so i'm gonna exactly. watch conan where yeah. Then I'd turn over Ferguson because I'm like, Ferguson has this establishment of like, I don't care. He could have the biggest name mm -hmm. in the industry on. And I'm like, 
okay, but he's going to, he's not going to treat them like the big name. He's going to treat them like, Hey, you're my, you're my pal. I'm like, okay, you're in my cool. basement right now. Yeah. Right yeah. You're, you're like, we're in a basement. Like I, like, why did you come to this dump dive? And then they're exactly. like, do I laugh at that Ferguson? Like, and then exactly. it's just like, go ahead, laugh. I don't care where I'll tell you another killer that I like really enjoyed. And I think they only did like one season, but it was on that block with Conan when he made that move to TBS it was yeah. Lopez tonight, man. Okay. Lopez tonight was so it, it was short-lived but at that time i was like this is like incredible and i know there's probably a lot of people on the internet that are gonna hate that i said that <laughs> uh, but it filled me with so much joy especially growing up with um his abc sitcom and then that kind of leading into this late night show i thought that was the best thing in the world i think he is so funny yeah i think he's hysterical it's just like when they had the whole late night wars, like I, again, the first one, when it was like Leno Letterman, uh, yeah. or like that, I, I wasn't really around for that. Now I have the books cause I generally got interested afterwards. It's but, a really, and I, and what's crazy yeah. about you saying, I was thinking about that yesterday. Yeah. Cause I, I, I like, I don't have cable like most people. So I just watch like the YouTube clips Yeah, and I was last night, I was like just catching up on some Kimmel like throughout the week. Cause there's a lot happening in the world. And, uh, it is just interesting. I was like, there was a time where two of the biggest late night hosts in, in history, like had a, had a, had an ongoing feud yeah. and it still is like, I feel like every now and then, like one of them brings it up. It's like still kind of like in the air, like, Oh yeah, I won at the end. And you're like, that's insane to me that this is like yeah. a real two old men. Yeah. <laughs> my my favorite part about it was because when I got a little bit older into like the same age where you kind of got into comedy, same age yeah. I kind of got into comedy, it was like around the 2010 Olympics. So it was like, mm. that's when the second kind of war for late night started with Conan leaving NBC. Like they're having the whole, but I watched nearly, I if I didn't watch it, I videotaped it or DVR'd it to see what the other comedians said. And yeah. to this day, I think Lopez even like, depending on where you want to rank them, it is what it is, but like he had one of the best lines on like TBS for like an opening. And this what is again, like, you're looking at Conan, Letterman, all of them. And I'm yeah. saying Lopez had the best line. Cause he was like, all right. He's like, I'm the, like, I, I guess it's like Mexican. He's like, I'm the Mexican whose job is safe. And I was just still like, it's like, damn, that's, that's a little bit deep, but I'm a white guy. Do I laugh? Do I laugh? But I'm just like, <laughs> he's, he's kind of correct. No, that man is. is- <laughs> I think George Lopez is hysterical, man. He's one of yeah, my favorite it, comedians. It, it was He's so great. good. Like most times He's I'm great. like looking at a monologue and I'm like, okay, Lopez, it's like, you're, you're not there. Like I get that you got a comedy career and all this, but I'm just like the, the, the monologues never did it. But then like, as soon as he said that one night where there's, he's like, whoo, he's like, welcome to Lopez. And he's like the, the show where I'm the, like the Mexican guy's job yeah. is safe. And I was just like, the crowd laughs. I'm like, okay. And then I'm at home. Like, uh, like, like I, I'm white. I'm like I'm white. Do I lie? What do I do? Yeah. You just before, kind of being you. You yeah. just be an ally and you clap. That's yeah, what you before, do. Before, just be an ally. Cancel clap. culture. So I'm pretty sure I could like laugh, but I'm sure if someone in the room would be like, "What? What makes that so funny for you?" I'd be like, "Well, he he said it. What am I supposed to do? Not laugh? That's insulting." Yeah, that's for the specificity of it. That's funny. Uh, I want to ask you, like, where did you kind of um, start your stand up? Because I know. Scott had mentioned prior that you do stand up. Now I did stand up one time and like, this is my story. Stand up did not go well. Not in the sense that I bombed, but it was like, I, I went to the wrong place. It was, you're supposed to go to like a comedy club. I went to, because in my mind, I was like, I don't want high expectations. I want just like low standards. And, uh, I went to a pancake factory. 
So like they just serve pancakes and then they have comedy on the side. So you did it wrong, bro. Yeah. Number one, the people that were doing like the comedy with me didn't tell me how they were going to introduce me. So one guy was like, he is the son of the Crayola creator. And I was like, Oh, that guy must be really funny. Like, cause his dad invented Crayola. And then that's they're like, cool. you're next. And I'm like, after the Crayola guy. Right. And they're like, no, that's you. I'm just like, well, that's just going to be what? so confusing to an audience that doesn't understand who I am. <laughs> and then they're like, now you go on a bus ride home. It's like, Hey, is your dad actually, no, he doesn't know Crayola. Leave me alone. I bombed and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't get it. Why do they think that you were the crate? Why does it, what was the joke there? I, I guess they thought it would be funny to be like, Oh, let's give him a really stupid intro. And I was just like, or just call me a Newfoundlander. And then yeah, people in Canada that... would be like, Newfoundlanders are actually pretty funny. So he has to be funny. I'm like, that would have set me up for success where you call me the Crayola guy's son just as like, oh God. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. That's not even no. funny. No. Like, that's just like legitimately just causes confusion. It's that, yeah, yeah that's not. I was confused. <laughs> that's really unfortunate. I, I doubt they're still doing comedy. Yeah, 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 that one. yeah they're, they're probably like, he. they probably like heard me in the back practice my routine. It was like, fuck, he's good. It's like, yeah. we, we can't have that. It's like, how do we derail his career? It's like, just say that his dad owns Crayola. It's like, awesome. Do it, Jeffrey. That's weird. You <laughs> yeah. can only make so many Crayola jokes until you become an art teacher. Yeah, exactly. That's very strange. Yeah. Uh, uh, tell me tell me a little bit about yours. Like, how did you start yeah. and obviously be more successful? And I'm bitter. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, what is success? I, uh, I, yeah, I started in Kansas City, Missouri. And I don't know if you're familiar with the States, but it's like smack dab in the middle of the country. Fun okay. fact. I don't know if they still do. We used to keep uh, the nukes in Kansas city because oh. it's the hardest. It's the hardest to hit. If we were ever to have like nuclear war, you can't, it's hard to hit the center of the country. Oh, okay. Whole different thing that I learned when I was like the seventh grade. I also don't even know if that's true. I feel like I still say that fact. And I'm like, I feel like you were lying to us when you told us yeah. that. Yeah. That's not I just want to make it feel safe. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you guys will, no matter what happens, we'll be fine. Just stay here yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, but no, I, uh, I started in Kansas city. I started when I was 15 and, okay. uh, yeah, I started going after school to a local comedy club that was called Stanford and sons and started doing their open mic night on a regular basis. Whenever I say that, I just get really excited. Cause I get like visions in my head of like all of those times. And it was so much fun, man. Working with a lot of like meeting a lot of really cool local comedians that I still talk to to this day. And, um, yeah, over time, the owner owners of the comedy club took like a liking to me. And I was like opening up for a lot of different people, like super fast, like John Reap and Dave Coulier and, um, TJ Miller and tons of other people, Michael Winslow. Okay. And that was really cool. Um, and then when I turned 18, I moved to Chicago and then finished finished up my time there and then got a degree in comedy writing and performance from uh, Columbia College, Chicago, and then just kept doing stand-up, started getting into sketch and then TV show writing and everything else and above, characters, improv, um, and then moved to LA, sunny Los Angeles, and I've been here ever since. So, so when you, when you tell your parents that you want to go after comedy or you're going to like a university or college, whatever for comedy yeah. writing, yeah. are they more or less like, 
absolutely or are they kind of like aaron no like well higher higher standards <laughs> well my dad is not uh my dad always lived in um elsewhere so he was either he's in the military so sometimes he'd be in like italy like yeah. other times he would be like in like atlanta and that's kind of he's kind of in that general area now to this day so we kind of had like a like we would be on the phone a lot and i just don't think he ever really fully could comprehend what it was that i was doing from afar yeah so like i would like be like yeah 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 so you know i'm about to go audition for this play he's like why are you auditioning for a player 10 and i and i think there was always kind of like this like hint of like not really fully like getting it you know um even up until like a couple of like years ago which is even funnier when he told me i should leave entertainment and i was like dude what are you talking about why would i do that uh my mom has always been like super supportive like throughout the entire way and i love her for that like she never even from when i was a kid like she would i would walk around in like dragon ball z costumes when i was like three and four with like the tail and everything and have like dragon balls in my hands and she'd let me dress however i want She let me act however I want. She let me say whatever I want. Um, and it, 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 it kind of gave me a, a really good feeling of self at a young age. So when it came to time to like make my own decision, um, yeah. it was so much easier when I did have that support. Because most parents, like I did um, my first professional play was when I was in the seventh grade. Okay. And I missed an entire semester of school and it had to be approved by like the school board and like a whole situation. And most parents would be like, why are you doing that? No, and mom was like, go do it. It'll be fun. Yeah. And I was like, yes, let's do that. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just kind of had free reign to kind of like discover my own path, which I really uh, love her for. I feel like you call your dad and you're like, dad, I'm in unstable. He's like, what? You're unstable. Yeah, I could tell you that. <laughs> and, then you're, and then you're like, no, dad, I'm in unstable. It's like, yeah, but what is that? Is that like an institution for people that are not well? Or what, what are you trying to say? It's like, no, dad, it's a TV show on Netflix. What is Netflix? And it's like, exactly. dad, love you, bye. No, love it's <laughs> exactly. It's a lot of like uh, trying like to describe people. Even like, you know, like there's like some, I have some, you can you can tell somebody about something so much yeah but in the back of their mind it's still like yeah yeah whatever it's not what you're saying it is yeah so yeah. i feel like when it finally was on netflix and it's finally like and not even just speaking about him like just people in general oh, and then when you like watch it it's a little bit different because then you're like oh that's what you were talking about because you know we're all kind of in our own little universes and yeah. our own little worlds and um we're not giving something full attention and I'm a pretty like normal dude, you know? And so I, I have a lot of friends that are both in entertainment and outside of entertainment. And they, because I'm 27, I've lived my entire life one way yeah. and I've always, you know, been a part of entertainment, but I'm not famous by any means. So it's just funny how people perceive you in one way. And they're like, Hey guys, I did this thing. I remember telling people and they were like, Oh, so you're like a, you're like, in what? Like two episodes and i'm like no i'm in the entire thing they're like oh yeah. yeah so you're like like a janitor or something like and i'm like no no guys like i'm i'm doing this thing and there's rob Lowe. it's just like yeah whatever but then when oh, yeah. you're actually able to see it it just uh you're you're able to finally be able to see like oh this is actually really cool like that's yeah. really awesome and it doesn't matter what people think but 
Oh no, no, but it's, it's just, it's just, I, I know what you're saying. Cause it's like the idea of when I tell people I do a podcast and like yeah. everyone, everyone does a podcast. I'm like, okay. And then they'll say like, name some people you've had on. And then like, you tell them like John Stamos, Bob Saget, like, you know, yep. Colin Mockery, like, you know, cause you Canadian audience. And then you're trying to list some Canadians here as well. And then they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Where can I find it? And I'm like YouTube. And then that's, there's a generation out there. Like, why do I search on YouTube? I'm like, don't, mom like i don't know what to tell your friends they want to look for it whatever and then it's like you can be on tv down here in newfoundland and they're still kind of like yeah i, I guess i see you and i'm like it's just it doesn't sink in until yeah. they finally see it for themselves like i have i know people that will say like i got drafted to the nhl and i'm like okay cool and then it's like no i i just didn't play because this happened the blah blah, blah. i'm like yeah, sure, whatever. And then they're like, check my IDM page or something. And I'd be like, okay, check my hockey stats. And I'll look and I'm like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, 4Kids Flashback. 4Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Hello, I'm Wendy Mesley. There you are. A lot of people have wondered what happened to you. I could say the same about you, Maureen Holloway. Well, here we are, a few years after we left our previous jobs. We've been busy. We have a podcast. I know, you're thinking, who doesn't? But ours is really good. It's called Women of Ill Repute. We don't just talk to women, though. Just the most interesting people you'd ever want to meet. Artists, musicians, comedians, doctors. Activists, convicts, writers, sex workers. Drop some names. Jan Arden, Pamela Anderson, Bruce Coburn. Samantha Irby, Louise Penny, Marilyn Dennis, Colin Mockery. We laugh, we cry, sometimes we argue. Come and find us. Our website is womenofillrepute.com. Or try Apple, Spotify, and all the podcast places. So now you know what happened to us. Women of Ill Repute. Yeah, okay, it's, it's clearly there. All right, you're yeah. not lying. Like, it's like, no, exactly. I mean, like, it's, 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 just, it's just hard. I feel like that's a weird thing. It's like, especially in the age that we live in, like, we have such a, a intimate relationship with screen, yeah. you know? So I have, like... You know, I have friends that we used to just hang out at our local park when we were just 16, you know? Yeah. And so if they're like, if, if I'm like, yo, dude, I'm, I'm on Netflix now, it's yeah. like, no, you're not. 
how could you be yeah. on Netflix? We used to hang out in a park together. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, it, no, but like, dude, like it has to go through the fly. Like it's, I get it. It's like it's, it's not, it's not supposed to be, I guess, mean, but in your, in a way it's kind of like you, like you got on Netflix. It's just a, like, yeah. yeah and I know it's not. Just, and yeah. We were just no, running on exactly. bikes like 10 years ago. It's like, yeah. And in those 10 years, Greg, I progressed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sit here on the bike waiting for you 10 years later and be like, Greg, can you believe we haven't moved? It's like, dog, that's crazy. It's like, no, we both went our own ways. Yeah. I did this. You did that. We yeah. come back because we're still friends. How dare you to say, how could you? Well, actually, it's pretty probable. I went to school for this. Yeah. I was in this and this, and it's like, it's still crazy to me, man. It's like, all right, that's fine. But here's proof. <laughs> it's just I think, hard. I think people just to grab like their minds like, around. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's but weird. I think it'd be more easy for someone to understand that than if you were just to like, yeah, man, I went to school for comedy. I was in these couple TV shows and now I sell hot dogs. That's when you get the response. You sell hot dogs. <laughs> that makes more sense. It's like actually my career path. That's logical for me to be in TV shows. Like exactly. It'd be less logical for me to sell a hot dog. It would be very strange. <laughs> It yeah. wouldn't make sense, Richard. I did something wrong. Clearly, yeah, yeah. it was a the director, the on the line. went up. It's like, hold on a second. You were on the right career path. And then all of a sudden, what happened? And be like, well, let me tell you a story about it. And I'd be like, no. <laughs> uh, I was actually going to make fun of this. Like, I, I feel like you're a self-humorous person. Like, I know sometimes when I was younger, uh, people would say I look like Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle. Or, and I that was like, so freaking yeah. funny. <laughs> I was just like, there's a part of me that's like, I like Malcolm in the Middle, and it's the smallest child, and he's supposed to be adorable. But I'm just like, it's definitely because I got big ears, isn't it? And they'd be like, anyway, it was nice talking to you. I'm like, no, you come back. No, it's not the big ears. It's just your general. <laughs> ah, that's insane, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Well, why'd you tell me that? It just ruined the interview. No, so no, I'm, 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 I'm about to say it to you. I'm about to burst your bubble because as soon as uh, Scott told me, hey, do you want to interview Aaron Branch? I'm like, oh yeah, let me Google him. And I'm like, isn't that that kid from like? the Disney movie Holes. Isn't that Zero from Holes? <laughs> and, then, and then I looked up Zero from Holes. I'm like, wait, hold on. That's how Zero Two from Holes dudes. should be. Two I don't know what dudes. happened. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm surprised you didn't say uh, Taj Mari or Tia and Tamara. That's what I normally yeah. get. Yeah, you know, like I, I, that's fair too. But I, as soon as, <laughs> as soon as that came up, when I, he told me, I was like, yeah, absolutely. He explained what Unstable was to an yeah. extent. But I was just like, I was looking at the picture. I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. I'm like, seeing holes, but I'm not going to so tell that to funny. Scott. Scott be like, no, you don't get an interview with him at all. I'd be like, that makes sense. That's fine. Yeah, that's totally. God, you didn't vet enough. You're <laughs> yeah. listening. Yeah, he's out there now. No he's like, he's going to send me a message. Be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, what do you mean? What I'm doing? I'm having fun. I want to ask you a little bit about Unstable. I'm so uh, tell me, about a, it. tell me a little bit about like. Number one, how you landed this, because I'm not going to be like your friend on the bike and be like, you're on unstable. That's crazy. <laughs> and, and also just to say to my friend on the bike, it's not yeah. about, you know, everyone has progressed. Everyone's gotten better. <laughs> I was more so saying like, it's hard yeah. for people to like process the fact that like I was with you now and then now you're on my screen. It's just a weird thing. I feel like in general, I'm like that also. And I see people I know on TV and I'm like, I, that's weird. Uh, in terms of the show, I am so excited about it. I actually auditioned around this time last year okay. for the project originally. Um, it's weird to think how much can change in a year. It's just really exciting to me. But originally was told no. I kept living my life. And then they called back 
like a month later and I'm like, Hey, like you want to come do like another session? I was like, yeah. And then like, I think like two hours after doing that one, I found out that I got it. And I was like, Oh, this is exciting. Cause I mean, the role of Malcolm is everything that I think I've wanted in a role, like having Victor as like the head writer, like his writing capabilities are like insane. Like it's just, there's so much wit. It's so tight. And it kind of reminds me of, of a lot of the humor that my friends and I have when we're together after reading the pilot initially, I was like, I want this project. And I'm just so happy that it worked out that way. The process was insane. It was amazing working with Rob. It was amazing working with Johnny. And I became immediate best friends with Emma and Rachel who play Ruby and Luna. Working with Sean Clifford was a dream. That entire experience was just like, it was really, really magical, man. It was a really awesome uh, summer. It was great. Be, be, be honest. You auditioned for Rob Lowe's son. And then they're like, actually, <laughs> I Rob did. Lowe's, yeah, Rob Lowe's son is actually going to be good. You're like, you're like, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I did. I did. I did. I did. And then they were like, Aaron, we want to give it to you. But yeah. they were like, but blood is thicker. <laughs> blood um, is thicker than water. Blood is thicker than water. And I was like, and, you know, and you know what? Sadly, the only reason I know that catchphrase is because I used to watch wrestling as a kid. And they used to have the Dudley <laughs> boys. And the Dudley boys was like, why does it get the tables and it's like blood is thicker than a table or something? I'm like, I, I don't know. They don't even make sense. I was like, a kid, I'm like what, how does that make sense? And then it's just like, I would go to school and be like, you know what's thicker than family and blood? A, a table. And they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, Dudley boys. <laughs> I only know that phrase because like my mom, my mom would say that a lot. Blood is yeah. thicker than water. Blood is thicker than I feel, water. I feel like she said that in a, in a context where you're about to make a bad decision or a wrong decision. And then she's just like, you know what? Blood's thicker than water, Aaron. You're like, I, I just want to go to McDonald's. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not saying anything bad about your cooking. I just really want McDonald's tonight. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about Malcolm, the character. Cause like I did a brief kind of bio looked up. I, I think I see in one or two episodes. It's hard to keep up with everything. At least I'm honest about it. Other people mm-hmm. won't be. Tell me like what drew you to this character and why you were so excited to be cast. Cause you said like the whole kind of sense of humor, of the show, Mm-hmm. all that and aligns so like for someone yeah. out there that might be just on the fence of like oh i don't know what to watch on netflix tonight i could probably watch the same thing 20 odd times i'm like that's where i'm to so yeah. sell me sell me no <laughs> no i think the show is awesome because it's um it's fun like it's a workplace comedy it's a it's an easy watch right it's also it's like it's it's light-hearted it kind of creates this like insular environment with all with these like wacky characters. And it's it's easy to get lost into it before it to not affect you. It really is just really enjoyable. It hits on so many different levels, but it's not like I feel like oftentimes with a lot of TV, it can be just so heavy, you know, and with everything else that's happening in the world right now. I like love this show because it's, it's like almost the exact opposite of that. You know, it's, it's just like a fun watch. You can kind of like use it to like escape. You can use it to watch some of your favorite comedic people on television. I mean, it, the cast is absolutely insane. There's so many surprises with our guest stars, but on top of all of that, the character of Malcolm just kind of encompassed a lot of the experiences that I had in like my early twenties when I first moved to LA. So it was kind of like one of those situations where like reading the character, I was like, I know exactly what to do. Like I know how to put my own spin on this character that I feel like other actors probably wouldn't be able to deliver on. And it it was just like, and it doesn't happen often. It happens with a very select number of characters. And this was one of them. 
And I'm so happy it worked out the way that it did because I remember just seeing it and being like, I know exactly how to execute this in a very hysterical way. Yeah, and I hope people think the same thing. How would you, like for, because I know this is technically what people do, like when you watch a new show and someone like, if you're trying to Mm -hmm. recommend it to a friend, like someone was trying to recommend New Girl to me, I think a few Mm -hmm. days ago. And I was like, okay, but like, tell me about it. I just don't want to turn it on because you have to give things at least... I believe two or three seasons before you really sink into it before like things Mm -hmm. grow and develop. So, I mean, I I feel like with anything with a season one, like if you're into it, you're into it. If not, you kind of got to struggle through it. Like, listen, I love big bang theory, but I'll be honest and say season one, I was like, this is dragging out. But then when I started bringing in more characters, they started getting development. Awesome. But like, tell me a little bit of like how it would be your words for it. Cause if someone was, advertising new girl to me they said oh well you like boy meets world and you like how i met your mother it's kind of like an adult version of those two crossed in and i'm like okay you got me sold so if someone was trying to i guess watch unstable and they were like tell me two shows that's similar to or cross-reference what would you think it would be it's 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 completely different from these two shows yeah yeah to keep that in mind but i'll probably say like better off ted mixed okay. with a little bit of like parks and recreations Okay. And and I and I think that that's, you know, again, going back to comedic sensibility, better off Ted, Victor Fresco, right? Yeah. Parks and Recreations, Rob Lowe does such a good job. Chris Drager is an icon, yeah. right? So, and I do think that you can feel the sensibilities of both Victor and Rob together with this project. And so it's naturally going to have elements of that. But genuinely, that is probably the two shows that I would say um, it's a nice mashup of, you know. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Even the first season of Parks and Recreations, one of my favorite shows, the first season is like, to your point, it drags on a little bit, but then it becomes it becomes the show that it ends up becoming. But yeah. this show, what's so awesome about it and what's so cool is that you have so many comedic veterans, it really does find its wings like after like the first like you know, couple of episodes. Like once you're used to all of the characters, it, it it did it so fast, you know? And so yeah, those those are those are the two shows that I would say. Those are the two shows I would say. No, that's that's perfect. I was gonna say like in my mind, watching again a small sample size, I was kind of like it kind of reminds me a little bit sometimes of community. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right? that's cool too. Then, that's yeah, that's a really awesome compliment. I love Yeah. Community. And then like I, I remember like now, I think it's it renewed for season two, but I remember growing up on like that 70s show. But yeah. I, I remember watching it like the first time around, I'm like the first season or so, like if you're really into it, you're into it. But like over time, it was probably off TV when I got into it. And I was just like, you know what? This isn't that bad. Like it's not my all time favorite, but I can sit down and watch it. Most and then when they came up with like that 90s show, there were people like as soon as that started, people were ready to cancel it or they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you kind of got to give it. We're in a generation now where people don't want to wait. I'm just yeah. like, okay, give it a season. They gave yeah. it a season to renewed for a season two. And then people are like, well, like Kitty and Red carry that cast. I'm like, I understand it. If you're old, like myself, I'm like 31. And you're kind of like, man, I wanted to see more Eric. I wanted to see more Jackie, whatever. But I'm like, there is a generation out there that has never seen that 70s show. This is their idea of what like the 90s show is. Because again, when we were that age, that's what the 70s was to us. Mm -hmm. We were like, you know, 10 odd watching that 70s show going like, oh, so this is what it was like in the 70s. Of course, when you're 30 odd, you're like, yeah, I grew up in the 90s. I could care less. But there's a generation out there that's like, whoa, I'll watch this. Like, what are the yeah. CDs? What is this about? I'm like, target them. Like, I, they're the ones that will watch it, stream it, 
don't worry about us older older ones because we're just going to complain regardless. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if I don't see Kitty on the screen, I'm like, all right. But at the same point, my nephew or something who will watch it be like, I relate to that character, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, you, there you go. That's keep keep this person That's in mind. Don't point. worry about. And they me. did a really yeah, and they did a really good job with that. I really enjoyed that '90s show. I thought it yeah. was funny they did a good job of like sticking to the old premise by kind of like bringing it into its like own voice and that's and it's that's cool tough things. with shows like it's i really like, hard listen, like i my favorite one is boy meets world and like Man. i think girl meets world could have done a lot better but it was like it, you were talk about a yeah. you that relied, was just yeah. not that wasn't it no you relied way it. you relied way too much on the snout and the, the the nostalgia and then there's mm-hmm. a younger generations like like who's this guy running for president and why is he so excited that this inter this reporter is like, why is he getting so mushy about a reporter? I'm like, cause you don't know. I was like, that yeah. was the kid that he adopted or, or like gave up because, and then they're like, I don't follow. I'm like, and that's the problem. You don't follow. So now you don't want to engage to keep continuing to watch it. An older generation watches it, but we're almost like, okay, like yeah. we're done. It's it's exactly. not going. That's what we. That's that's the real unstable. That's when yeah. we all become unstable. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I think you're right. I think you're right. It's a weird world, man. It's a weird world for entertainment right now, just in general. Also, you, but at the same time, I I love it. Do you find being on Netflix? Because I, I know people will say like you got Netflix, you got Crave. There's all these different platforms now that people can subscribe to. Do you find like with Netflix, it kind of gives you a little bit more of a maybe leeway or like a niche. Cause I know up here with Crave, I think you can get it in the States, maybe not, but like Crave TV, we have a show called Letter Kenny. But mm. when we interviewed them, one of the guys said, we wanted to go on Letter on um, Crave because if we went on CBC or like in, I think he mentioned another station up there, they don't have the leeway. They couldn't curse, they couldn't like put in certain innuendos because they're just restricted. But with Crave, it was free range. So do you find Netflix yeah. a little bit more like they'll not necessarily they'll let you do everything you want to do, but they'll let you be a little bit more flexible, creative compared to say a cable. Yeah, no, I think that's one of the cool things about Netflix in general. Like they really go out of their way to try to give an authentic voice to diverse voices from every point of view from across the world and try to tell that story and present it in a way that's game-changing. And they do it time and time and time again. And what's cool, and that goes along to your point, is that each one of those stories look different. Each one of those stories sound different. Each one of those stories, the content is different, you know? And I think that that is just a testament to how much Netflix is committed to really propping up the future storytellers of our world and giving them the best platform as possible. They do a really good job of that. Yeah, I know. I know like for for me, I have Netflix, I have Disney Plus, I have all these apps. And like sometimes you'll see shows that come across like new to Disney Plus or new to like Netflix. I'm like, all right, that's great. But I'm just like, at what point does someone just buy out all these platforms and be like, all right, here's a big almost like the same as a cable package. It's like you get Disney plus Netflix, all this, but you pay this much a month. I'm like, great. Thank you. Because there's yeah. too many shows that you're just, and I listen, I get it. it it's like a double-edged sword. Cause it's great for like actors, comedians, whatever, like, cause it keeps on giving them work. It keeps on giving them new projects to work on. But for like the consumer, for someone like myself, I'm just like, I want to support you, but I, I can't spend 18 hours of my day watching this person in this show, this person on this app, 
this mm-hmm. over here. And then it's just like, at one point you're just kind of like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll try it. I'll stick with it. I'll set aside his time. It's almost like you're becoming like a, a parent to an actor. You're like, listen, I will set aside time to watch your show. And then if I like it, I'll stick around. But it's like, <laughs> all right. It's like, but if I don't, it's nothing against you. It's just like, yeah. So I've, Brian has other things. Okay. And then it's just like, okay, <laughs> man. And um, it's, it, it's also crazy seeing all these streaming services kind of like drop like flies, you know, yeah. for all of the same things that you're listing right now. But one thing I'm certain of is that I think Netflix is going to be the one to stay, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, I feel like you it's can't just, even it, compare. it just become, it just becomes more or less of a, uh, what's the old t- turn of phrase I'm looking for. It's like, if you're first to do something and then people just become like, used to it or, yeah like if, if you just become used to it or like not necessarily if you're established it helps but i think it's just more or less the thing of like a, a routine so yeah. if you get in a routine of like hey netflix was the first one that ever kind of came out with this stuff then it's like yeah that's it's that with. also but it's the tech too yeah. i mean yeah. i literally went at a family reunion recently and uh i'm incredibly cheap so i did not get watch <laughs> on the plane yeah. And I was able to pre-download episodes on my phone and I was able to watch them. Not only that, because I downloaded those episodes, it also knew that I watched those episodes. And when I was back on my laptop again, it started off from the okay. episodes after the ones that I downloaded. Nice. It's just like they have thought about every angle of the viewer's experience yeah. And have made it so easy and seamless. I do not think any other platform is doing that. I just don't think so. Like the amount of time and the amount of energy that they've put into it. I mean, with like captions, with voiceovers, like I literally can experience me, an American that speaks only one language <laughs> and I would love to learn more, right? I can experience an entire different story uh, told by a uh, storyteller and and filmmaker from a completely different part of the world and be able to talk about that or have a shared experience with the viewer in a completely different country because we both liked a product. Like, that's yeah. just pretty cool, man. And obviously that in itself is not new, but Netflix makes it incredibly easy to be able to have that exchange. To kind of close it off, Aaron, I like to have a bit of a fun aspect to it. Last of this hasn't been fun but a fun aspect of like random questions. Are you up okay. for random? I'm questions? ready. Let's okay. go. All right. So the first one they have here, what is the worst date you've ever been on? The worst date. I went out with this girl and she talked about wolves the entire time. And I was confused. You weren't aware of it. Wait, what? <laughs> Werewolf? You weren't aware? Oh, of it? I wasn't aware. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. 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 I got a ten. I got a ten. I got a ten for that. Um, no, it was, um, it was, it was fun. She was very, very sweet. Very nice. Um, very into wolves. Uh, (laughs) very into wolves. Yeah. To the point where you're like, Hey, like what's your favorite movie? And she just lists off a bunch of wolf ones. You're like, okay. Teen Wolf 1. Yeah. 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 Wolf (laughs) 2. What's your favorite TV? It's like, what book have you read lately? It's like another wolf one. You're just like, okay. Twilight. Yeah. It's like, I'm guessing, I'm guessing you're a big wolf fan. It's just like, like, yeah. Woo. You're just like, okay, wait, woo or wolf. It's like, I said, wolf. I'll be like, I'll just pass it off as woo. What was your favorite TV show growing up? My favorite TV show growing up was The Rugrats, hands down. But that's really hard. I so thing about me, I like love TV. 
So TV was acting. It was, if acting was my, like my first passion, TV was like my first like obsession. And I, to this day, am just like upset. I've always wanted to be on TV, even like growing up when it was like movies were the thing that like, you know, everyone was doing before TV was like considered like really cool. I was like, I want to be on a TV show. So the fact that I'm on one is pretty cool. So that's a really hard question. I have so many, I have so many TV shows that I really liked at different ages. But when I was little, I was a Rugrats kid for sure. Okay. No, I agree with you. Like, there's a lot of animated shows when I was smaller I liked that would be like, I don't know if they're Canadian exclusive, but like, there was definitely yeah. like Little Bear or Franklin from like, Yeah. Like, like right? those and kind I, of shows. Yeah. yeah. And then Frasier also. Frasier was probably when I was around that age. I really, really enjoyed Frasier and the Drew Carey show. Drew Carey? Okay. Ohio. Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. <laughs> See, you like the Drew Carey show, and that's fine. Like, I've I've given it a, a fair shot. But my funny. thing, with, my thing with Drew Carey is I love Whose Line. Whose Line for me? Oh no, Whose like, Line? I mean, but yeah, you can't yeah. compare those two things. I mean, no, one's no, a sitcom and one's freaking improv, which oh, is yeah. genius. Yeah, Whose yeah. Line anyway is is a whole different. I will that go show down, is incredible. I will I will go down like a rabbit hole on like YouTube of like just, and it could be tonight where I'll just go like like scenes from a hat and then like someone has uploaded scenes from a hat one to like 48 and then someone's like you're not gonna watch all 48 i'm like you watch me <laughs> like you you said they're like we're not sitting here and watching you that's scary i'd be like i'm like no i'm like I'll, I'll i'll vary it up i'll do some party quirks i'll do some like you know like <laughs> you know questions only but it is like you're right it's that's talent because you're putting it on tv i know it's like recorded and like you'll watch an episode and you're like how come he's wearing the same yellow shirt it's like no because they took probably like two hours and condensed yeah. it into 20 minutes a show or whatever. But there are good like one liners there. Like as a kid, I didn't know what Rogaine is. I'm happy I didn't. But when like <laughs> Colin Mockery comes out and he's just like, I'm Colin Mockery for Rogaine. I'm like, I, I, and then people are laughing. I'm like, I don't think that hit for me, Colin. I don't think that's funny. And then you when I get now? older, yeah, when I get older, I'm just like, damn. That's <laughs> like, hilarious. That's, yeah. That's a good one. It's also yeah. a bad sponsorship, but you know, that's the whole idea. Uh, <laughs> The last one I have here, Aaron, if you were to be on an NBA team, who, what team would you want to be on? And the, the side question on this one is, who would you want as your teammates? I'm not like a big, I'm not a big basketball guy. That's the hard thing. So my yeah. answer is going to be incredibly basic. <laughs> Miami's fun. Okay. So probably would say like the heat, but just simply because of Miami. And who I would want on my team, I don't know that many basketball players because I'm, I'm not a yeah. big sports guy. So let's say um, we're putting freaking Bugs Bunny. We're putting freaking <laughs> Donald Duck. We're putting, we're going Toon Stars all the way. I want Lola Bunny. Lola. Um, yeah. No. Lo- Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. But yeah. Toon Stars. Toon the squad. Toon okay. Stars were, yeah, the Toon Squad. Yeah. Toon Squad. <laughs> I, I like the Celtics. I grew up liking the Celtics. So I, oh, I wanna sweet. go up I wanna go with Boston. But nice. like if I had to pick like one person that I'm like, okay, this is who I want to play with, it'd probably be Curry. So and Curry's not leaving. Oh, yeah. yeah, Curry's not leaving Golden State. So like, all right, do you really want I'm like, oh man, Boston fans would hate me if I just said that I want to but I'm like, oh fuck it, okay. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll I'll stay with Boston and just deal with Paul Pierce in my ear going, <laughs> like, you're not that great. I'm just like, thanks, Paul. Paul seems cool, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron, I enjoyed having the conversation with you. I hope you did, too. Dude, this was great, man. I appreciate you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. 
you said you were going to make it different. It was different, man. That was great. Nice. Thank you so much. That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Aaron Branch for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening and good night. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.